Welcome to the Get Offset Podcast. My name is Emily. And my name is Andrew. Today we're going to talk about... Us! Oh, our favorite topic. I know, we're, we get to be so full of ourselves today, like flat out narcissists. But Absolutely. Y- you know what, I gotta say, I think we've earned it. I think we've we, earned it. We, we are on the cusp of our one year mark, which is just absolutely mind-blowing to me. It really is. I mean, when we look at what our goals were for the one-year mark versus what we accomplished by the one-year mark, wow. We did yeah, pretty good. Good gravy. Looking at it from a goals perspective, I think when we started our, our goal for like weekly listens uh, by the one-year mark was maybe five times less than what we actually started hitting. Three um, times. And I've just... <laughs> Three. Yeah, three. It feels like, it, regardless, we've we've smashed that through the roof, and I'm just so blown away by, by all of the support and how well this concept has taken off. And good gravy, it's been a year. Yeah, it just feels good that people seem to respond to what we're doing, and it's been you know largely positive. Couple angry people here and there. A couple, but. Also, not as many angry people as I thought we would get. Oh, I thought it would be so much worse. Slightly disappointed. Yeah. No. Where are our trolls? No. Please don't troll us. I don't like it. I mean, not that I'm, like, actually inviting any more upsetness, but, you know, I I, I think this year has gone so well that I'm almost like, wait, that didn't happen? (laughs) That bad stuff was supposed to happen. Like, why didn't we... Uh, okay, I guess I won't fight it, but I'm not gonna fight it. I'm not complaining. I like it. I like. I I feel like we've um been able to uh, build this community of just pleasant people. One hundred percent agree, and I couldn't be happier about it. Yeah, I yeah, it's been really nice. Um, I don't have. I don't know what else I can say about it. It's been it's been real neat. Um, I would like to talk about some new things though. New things are always good. Yes. So I have an old blood noise endeavors um, expression slider. <gasps> nice. And how do you like it? It's great. It's really great for the demos because it's a nice way to visualize um, what I'm like, like. Otherwise, I just have an expression pedal there and I'd be rocking it back and forth with my hand. And right. you can't really see what's happening. Uh, so this is just such a great way to visualize it for the demos. For sure, for sure. Yeah, it's really smooth and slick and easy and passive, of course. Um, and right now I have it hooked up to my Chase Bliss Generation Lost Cooper FX uh, collaboration. <gasps> Which looks so sick. I... It's pretty yeah. It's pretty neat, yeah. It's How does your great. home security system work again? Because I need to come steal that. Uh those cameras i feel compelled to remind you cool so i'm gonna dress up as someone else entirely and so you'll blame uh someone else ah yes the old switcheroo the old face-off you know i was almost post malone for halloween because i was just basically dressed up as a with a whole bunch of random clothes and then just eyeliner on my face and with all the fake tattoos oh yeah 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 that would have yeah, been I easy. Feel like, I feel like I could have pulled it off, but yeah, yeah, I think you could have too. That that man, he's surprisingly well dressed for 
everything else about him. I I am just, I don't even know why I brought up Post Malone, but good gravy. I've got so many thoughts and feelings and about half of them are involving respect. Last night, my band, we were all in uh, Everett for a gig. So we went to the Funko Pop store and they had a Post Malone Funko Pop. Nice. It was pretty cool. And then we all made our own. Uh, each band member made a Funko Pop. And it's only $15 to do that, which was a lot less than I expected. Wait, do they just like 3D print it on the spot or something? Or how does that work? No, it's like Legos. Like you ch- choose your head, your body, your torso, your feet, your accessories, your hair, your face parts. Weird. I didn't know that you could do that. I didn't either, but I was glad that we did. And I was um, when I was playing the show last night, I um, had mine balanced on my power supply on my board the whole time. And people kept nice. coming up. People kept coming up and taking pictures of it. It's like a board buddy instead of an amp buddy. Yes. Well, you know, my amp right now um, for the gigs has been the Milkman V amp, which nice. I've, I've done two gigs with it. It's, oh my gosh, Ampless is... So, so wonderful. You mean it's not just like a trendy fad from the P-Dub world? It's really neat. Like, I I could hear myself, one, I could hear myself better on stage than I have in eons because it's, because normally if I'm like with my JC40, I play smaller venues. So they're just like, oh, we're not going to mic, we're not going to mic the, the, the guitar amp. Fine. I get it. But also then I can't hear myself and I don't think the drummer can hear me either. Which is less than convenient. Yeah. So um, that, or if they do mic me, it just does come back through the monitors for, for them. But uh, no, it was so easy. And setup and teardown was a breeze. Like, oh my gosh. And then I have this wonderful amp from Milkman that, you know, I think it's $700. That's a great price on an amp that good with that many watts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I'm I'm converted. No, I definitely hear you on that. I think it's, you know, it's funny hearing you say that because I, I never thought I'd hear that kind of thing from you um, or just from anyone from outside of the praise and worship world because this is the kind of stuff that a lot of the praise and worship folks have been doing for a while now. And it's just, it's, I, I kind of thought it was almost like a gaudy, like uh, pun intended, uh, just like a, almost like a show off level of production that some of the churches would put on. And, um, and like, a, know, and I, like a I, stack of Marshall's isn't a show off. Well, I mean, there's that too, but it's, it, there's definitely like almost like a humble brag kind of, <laughs> we're running a completely silent stage with in-ear monitors and like all that kind of stuff. And the, and the more and more I've done work with uh, like production type stuff in churches, the more I'm like, no, actually that makes a whole lot of sense. It's pretty great. It sounded really good too. Direct, just either direct or run your amps backstage yeah. in, a, in a closet where you, uh, and then mic it up that way. But essentially, I mean, it's the same end result as you get no sound on stage that isn't coming from something from the soundboard. So that way your sound guy gets all of the control, which I think is gravy. Yeah, so. it's, if you have a good sound guy. But um, it, for me, the big thing is I could have my guitar and my pedal board park a couple blocks away and uh, only have to make one trip. Which is awesome because really not a lot of guitar players can do that without having to get like a little all-terrain vehicle loaded up with a trailer and, you know, for all their stuff. Uh, me included because. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got some stuff. Yeah, speaking of my stuff, I finally got around to wiring up um, not one but two pedal boards. 
uh, for me to play with at home. I've got a few pedals that didn't make it on there because I'm using two smaller boards. Um, but nonetheless, I've got two pedal boards hooked up in sequence for home use. And nice, I gotta say is a lot of fun, but no way to actually lug these things to, uh, to a gig. Um, but yeah, no. So the last couple of weeks, I, um, took a little bit of time one board build I did, uh, in all dirt slash, uh, all, all gain effects. So it's, um, tuner compressor, um, several dirts between, um, overdrive, so boost, it covers the range of boost, overdrive, distortion, and fuzz. And then there's a volume pedal at the end of it, which then f- feeds into an ABY. So that way I can run a dry signal to a second amp if I wanted to do a wet, dry setup, which because I've got two amps at home, I'm running a wet, dry setup at home because why not? Why not? It sounds pretty decent if I do say so myself. Good. Uh, and then my other board is all of my wet effects. So looking at it, I've got a... Uh, um, I've got my organizer, so an octave pedal. I've got a chorus pedal. I've got three delay pedals, one of which is a uh, delay and reverb. So I've got my one reverb. I really do need to get my hands on a dedicated reverb pedal that's not just my avalanche run. Yeah. As much fun as my avalanche run is, running it as a dedicated bird pedal is just very difficult. Yeah, uh, no, I, for... I agree. That's that's the one thing I have about that. I don't know. I could I could definitely get away with it for a gig, but I wouldn't mind having like a dedicated reverb pedal. I'm thinking about getting an RV5 because as much as I'd love like a big box fancy reverb, the idea of having a, just a no-nonsense boss verb just seems really handy. Those are great pedals. The, like there's nothing No, it's a, it's a great yeah. sound. There's just like there's the there's the overkill is best kill mentality in the back of my head that's like, well, I mean, you could get like a Marius Mercury 7 where every single knob has a secondary function. Which would be cool until you realize it's like sixteen different functions that, that sixteen different parameters that you're operating on a single unit. That's a lot. So, that's a, that's a lot of stuff to think about. It's a lot to keep track of in my head. And if I'm just playing for fun at home, it's a it's honestly the best verb pedal I've played ever, and I stand by that. But I don't know if I need that for my home rig or even just playing out occasionally. And there's something about the simplicity of just plug and play that is appealing to me. Anyways, uh. I digress. And then the last thing I've got at the end of my chain, believe it or not, is a flanger, which I think is really cool to run after a really heavy verb. The pyramids. So, the pyramids. Yeah. Uh, my wet board is, let's see here. Half of the, half of the pedals on my wet board are Earthquaker devices. Nice. So. <laughs> As it should be. I don't have any Earthquaker pedals on my board right now, which is. Well, so I just completely redid my board for these um, for these shows to do the the wet dry. I mean the um, direct in. So I have. Yeah, yeah. Hmm, let me pull up a picture of it so I can remember what it looks like from two days ago. So I have um, a tuner into the gale into my um, volume pedal with my Fox Cairo Happy Wife Sad Wife uh, image. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> Um, I have the Grazer, my Dwarfcraft, I have the Bookworm Effects, um, Delavid Foster Wallace into the Atmosphere, into the Milkman. The Delavid Foster Wallace, listen, I love that Earthquaker Delay pedal, but for, for my band, uh, we just need something simple, something easy, and then just the uh, Infinite Repeats, which the Earthquaker, of course, also has, is really awesome. Um, but then to be able to switch it so that it's the, uh, the, the rate is controlled by the, uh, the light. So like when we have a big breakdown of song, I just like get down on my knees and I just like play a chord 
hold down that switch, switch it over to uh, the um, infinite repeat switch, switch it over to the, the oscillation, the, um, what am I saying? The, uh, the controlling the rate by the, the light. It gets really clicky and distorted. I hold my hand over it. It just gets like noises. And that with the grazer, I'm actually, I use the grazer a lot more live than I ever expected to. It's just great for a couple like little flourishes in a few of our songs in Sunday Crush. Beautiful. Love that pedal. Well, I certainly can't blame you, I guess. And uh, I think Jamie and Julie will find it in themselves eventually to uh, forgive you. So. So I have seven. Yeah. If, if you, <laughs> I have one dirt pedal two if you count the milkman, uh, one delay pedal, the grazer, which I don't know how you categorize it. Um, the a reverb pedal plus the reverb on the milkman. Yeah, that's this is actually the smallest my board has been since I started playing live, like uh, in my twenties. There's something about playing live that really make gets you to question what it is that you really need to lug in terms of weight. Which in the past yeah. for me has still been a full wet dry wet rig, but still like good to evaluate that. I mean, I don't, I don't want to worry about having too much stuff with me. I just, I don't want to have stuff that I don't use with me just to have it. No. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely on board with the, don't have something just to have it. Um, with the exception. Of- like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not stacking dirt pedals. Let's be real. I'm not, that's just not how I play. Well, I mean, in to each their own. I personally, it, I, I don't know if I could do a show with just one dirt pedal. Um, but I don't know. I, I've definitely had the go and plug in and set up for a show and all my voice just crack or my, my voice, my guitar crackles. I'm like, no, I've got one faulty patch yep. cable. And I've got to sort out like which one of like the 15 patch cables I have is, is crackling out. Um, uh, which pedal or which cable, usually cable is ruining your sound. And oh support. my gosh, if you're, if you're trying if you're trying to work that stuff out, like on stage before a show Super embarrassing. or worse during or worse during your sound just cuts out mid show. That's happened to me with pedals. Like, Oh, absolutely. This is just terrifying. I hate it when I'm like, why sound, why isn't my sound working? I spend like, like an entire song, like sorting out why I'm not getting a signal. And I realize my tuners on, I've done that a couple oh, of times. Lord, I've, I've, I've done that once or twice. Um, that's, uh, well, Last night in Everett, I went up to Sound Guy before. I'm like, hey, I have a just an XLR output for my amp. Um, it's just going direct. And he's like, oh, great. Yeah, 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 sure. So I'm setting up. And for some reason, I just thought that he had done it. And I'm like, why am I not getting any sound? And I look down. I'm like, oh, come on. I'm like, hey, I guess you, you forgot. I need I need you to plug me in now. <laughs> can I have my cable? My input, please. Yeah. Can I make the noises now? I would like that. No, I, I've had that before when I'm running like a multi-amp rig where I'm like, hey, so all I'm hearing is my wet and that's cool and all, but I don't hear any. I need some dry. I need I need a mix here. And it, like, like I forgot to take my, my dry amp off of standby or something stupid like that. So the less to keep track yeah. of, the easier it is to, um, I, I, I can't believe I'm the one saying this, but the less you have to take to keep track of, the easier it is to, to keep track of it. Yes. Which is, that is, I think obvious. I, I know that's obvious, but I think when I introduced myself in the show last year, um, I, I cited one of my personal philosophies as a musician as being uh, overkill is the best kill. 
<laughs> yeah, that's right. And, you did. And I, I, I stand by that, but not nearly as strongly as I did a year ago. And I'm definitely finding that um, I'm not getting on board with the all things in moderation train, but I'm definitely getting uh, on board with the within reason train in, in regards to overkill is the best kill. And I think that's been a fun way where I've really evolved over the last year. And I would dare say matured. Mature. Mature. Well, you are 25 now. Which makes me um, exactly one year older than I was a year ago when we started the show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's true. That's very true. More obvious things. More obvious things. Uh, we're older now. Um, You're in a different decade yeah. now. I am. I want to go back to the whole like multiple boards thing because I feel like I would just feel so self-conscious if I showed up to a local bar gig with... 30 guitar pedals. I just feel like every everybody knows like I'm not using those. Like I've only got 18 pedals between the two boards. So it's not 30. 18, 18. Well, I played a show the other night where I had like it was my old board, which I just completely just ripped everything off of it. Um like I used to have like the chemist by Matthews effects into the Mount Hood, and that's a two-in-one pedal into the ohm into like the somersault i think into the uh Sidisk man uh into the whatever tremolo pedal i was using tr- uh, trim distortion probably into the grazer into the benford 6100 into the uh, pn2 into the avalanche run into the ditto looper and i used them all in the show that i played which is i mean if you're gonna use it sure that's super awesome so yeah i mean you just i just that's the thing if it's on my board i have to be actively using it well and i i tend to agree with that a little bit but i also really i i really like the episode where we did where we talked about uh weird pedals and i i still stand by the philosophy of always have one pedal on your board you don't know what the to do with you just said the f word no did i <laughs> no, I think I'm pretty sure I meowed. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, that was an uncanny meow. Uncanny. It was. It was a very good meow. Uh, oh no, but I, I'm serious Sorry, though. Like, just... <laughs> having one <laughs> no, pedal no. on your board that you're like, I'm not entirely sure how to use that. Um, and for me right now, it's uh, a couple of dirt pedals. I haven't had a chance to, not that I don't know what I'm doing with dirt pedals, but I haven't had a full chance to familiarize myself with them. And so that's where my dual board setup is. One of my boards is dedicated to dirt and I'm just, I'm experimenting with swapping them around and the settings Mm -hmm. and stacking and kind of how everything plays nice with each other. And that's been kind of the fun for me on that half of things. My wet board is a lot of units. I think there's only one pedal in there I haven't had for all that long. Um, and that's just, it's one of the delays. It's just digital delay. It's not that mind blowing to me other than the excitement of it has ping pong, uh, which is a favorite of mine, but that's only if I set up a rig in stereo. Uh, anyways, but the, the fun I'm getting right now is on the dirt side of things for sure. Nice. Always. How do you like that salt? How do you like that saltwater fuzz? I'm going back. I, so I overall really like it, but I'm going back and forth on where I'd want it in a rig or how I would want to, how, I, how would I want to use it for a show? Cause it does have its very own distinct sound. And I think if that was the dirt sound I was going after, like as, as itself, that would be really great. I've really liked um, actually that unit stacked with the Ohm V2. Mm-hmm. 
from um, Mezzo Effects. Mezzo. That's actually been a really fun combination because of the way that the clipping plays off of each other. Um, I've got a couple of points where I've almost got it like slightly sputtery. And I, I don't know. I'm having a lot of fun with that. Cool. So. Yeah, Brian, I, I checked my mail yesterday. I had a package from Brian from Spruce FX. And uh, it was uh, the rest of the Get Offset stickers that he had uh, from us. And then it was a bottle opener and uh, some of his stickers. Uh, and then like some circuit boards, some PCBs. <laughs> and one of them was the Mount Hood. And one of them was the Saltwater Fuzz. Um, I'm like... I messaged him like, is this a challenge? Because <laughs> I don't know if I can do it. But did he send you all the components to go with? No. Well, then good luck populating that. Well, you know, resistors are cheap. That is true. I could go, I should go, I should go show them to um, Greg and Zara from Recovery Effects up the street. And maybe we can have a little pedal populating party. I think that's fair. That'd be fine. We still need to have that uh, episode with them. We do. But that's on the, the list of things upcoming in in the next year for things that we want to strive for. And uh, we'll, we'll get to that in this episode. But I think real quick, uh, instead of having a particular sponsor for this episode, I think would it be fair to shout out all of our sponsors from the last year? Go for it. I'd like to shout out all of the sponsors from the last year. <laughs> and I know that's super Damn, dude. <laughs> I know. I know that sounds super vague and generic, but for, for everyone who has sponsored the show in this last year, um, whether it be the companies that sponsored individual episodes or patrons who have sponsored us through Pat, uh, Patreon, I mean, could not be more thankful for all of you. Uh, anyone who's bought a hat or a shirt. Yeah, anyone definitely. Anyone who's left a review on anyone who's left a review on iTunes. Except for the one guy who hated me on iTunes. Um, and to be fair, I actually appreciate the review. So thank you to you too, whoever you are. So, yeah, no, but yeah. In, in all sincerity, this has been super great. And I think this is the part of the episode where we get to be a little sappy. Is, is that true? I, yeah, if you're feeling sappy, I, yeah. Tell me how you're know. feeling if not sappy. Um, I feel, uh, I have a cold, so I think that's just kind of screwing with my emotions a little bit. I, I feel, um, very proud of everything that we've done. Uh, I didn't think that it would be, uh, accepted as well as it has been in the community. Um, I didn't think that people who work for, you know, guitar pedal companies would be interested in me doing demos for them, much less brands like Strymon <laughs> and uh seeing Strymon other- repost the other day was nuts for yeah. me at least that was like a whoa kind of moment yeah I actually pulled that video and then they shared it <laughs> no I did see that but it, regardless it's definitely like was I was really just neat. scrolling through my feed and I legitimately I scrolled past it and I was like wait did I just see and I scrolled back up like oh <laughs> whoa yeah i saw that and i was like oh man i just pulled that video and now it has a thousand views and the one that their placement one has 300 well that's fine tis what tis. you know 
it's fine. I'm glad they did it. I changed the screenshot for it to click link in the bio for updated video. Because <laughs> you can't re-upload videos. Like, you can't, if you mess up, you just have to delete the whole thing and um, right. do it again. So what I had done is I was I wanted to run the the H9 through the Strymon Iridium so I could get the stereo effects. And then the Strymon Iridium was um, set to mono. So it wasn't getting that. No. But now it's set to stereo, though I'm not sure if something happened in the in the YouTube compression. I'm not 100% sure it's stereo either, but I tried. I tried. Freaking YouTube. I tried really hard. So, yeah, that was... So, yeah, I'm just thinking about all the things that are next for the podcast. Uh, I actually have I, my bassist helping us with some of the editing for the videos now, which has been like, wow, now we have somebody helping us with things? That's amazing. I got to go to Summer Nam. That was amazing. Oh, which reminds me, I need to sort out for sure whether or not I'm going to Winter Nam. Yes, I probably should too, but uh, just on it's on the list of things I'm not going to think about until November 12th, <laughs> or at no. least November November 10th. Well, yeah, I mean, shoot, I think this last year has been a total trip for me because I think uh, I think it's a really fascinating to see how this platform has grown, how it's evolved, and kind of looking back of where we started off before we even launched, because. Um, uh, for those of us who follow us closely, we spent several months leading into the launch, uh, really kind of refining what our vision wanted to be, what we wanted to focus on, what we wanted to avoid, and just kind of really working through that process of refinement. And uh, I think it's really fascinating. It's been, if we think about it in terms like that, it's been over a year and a half of working on this project. And it's super neat to see the the one year mark since we've launched and to see how far we've come is super rad for me personally, just as a platform perspective. But for me personally as well, I think it's been really neat to see how I've grown in terms of, um, I think my thought processes have definitely changed a little bit over the last year in terms of how I approach things, the kinds of questions that I ask when I approach things. Uh, there's been a, a number of moments. I think one of the most profound moments for me in the show for uh, was uh, when Louise basically said, no, no, you, you're wrong. Yeah, that was a great moment. Like, no, that whole, I was going to pull, bring up that episode also, but you handled that like no, a champ. I, I, I mean, it, there's definitely the part of me is like, my ego is shattered. But there, there's the, the more honest, self-reflective part of me that's like, no, that was actually really huge for me, just as for me as a human, screw the show. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love the show, but screw the show. Like, for me as an individual, that was really important for me to hear and to work through and for the perspective that I bring to the show, I think it's been really neat to see how my own thoughts have evolved. Also, how I've been able to provide the perspective for my end of things, because you and I don't always necessarily agree on things. I think that's been really neat to see how that's changed over the last year. And I, I couldn't be more grateful for the experience and uh, more grateful for you and for the hosts or, and for our co-hosts who have all pushed me a little bit to continue to think. Yeah. No, you take you take criticism and like being told like you you. You do a very good job at listening and that and uh, taking that in and being introspective, which, you know, not everybody is. So that I appreciate. I appreciate that in you uh, quite a bit. Well, and I I really appreciate that. Uh, I think 
where I, I'm kind of at right now is looking at the year ahead from us now is this year has been a whole lot of introspection. And I think it's been mentioned a couple of times that people wish they would hear more from me uh, and for me to kind of be a little bit more bold and not that I'm going to stop listening all of a sudden, but I think I'm starting to get to the point where I'm feeling a lot more confident in being willing to put myself out there and say, no, hold on. I could be totally wrong here, but I'm going to drop this and just going to see where this lands. This is honestly what my thoughts are and just go completely out on a limb more than I have in the last year. Not that I haven't, but I, I think I'm starting to feel a little bit, a little bit more comfortable between the platform and just me as a human and how I've grown last year. And I really appreciate everyone who's pushed me to kind of continue to speak up a little bit more. So mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a fun year. I think we're going to have a lot of really great conversations. And I think the, the quality of these conversations as we move on is going to continue to get to be um, cut to the chase a lot quicker. Yeah. That'd be good. I'm sure. Like just getting into it. And like for, for me with this podcast the next year, like it's already taken off. It's already done so well. Like I wanted to do, you know, 10 times as well next year. I want to have, I want the YouTube channel to be a thing. Um, I want that I can put more time and energy into, uh, iron out the things that, you know, are still a little wrinkled in my, in my mind. Um, I want to aim higher for for everything that we do um i want to get the hard gets and um have hard conversations with people uh and and also some fun conversations with people like i love the hard conversations i think they're important but i also like the episodes where we just have fun or you know we have a guest on and it's just it's not some big serious topic because i don't want to do that all the time I don't want to just be like, cause that's not who I am. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a very serious person, but there's also a lot of uh, levity in me and my personality. And I just like, I think that if you listen to the episode fangs, um, when, when you couldn't make it uh, last minute, I had a friend fill in, she and I just had fun for, you know, an hour or whatever. And I was shocked that people responded so well to that episode. And I, you know, would love to do more, you know, off the, off the beaten path or kind of left field sort of things in the future. I just want to keep listeners like on on your toes. And I hope that if you're listening, you would appreciate not having, you know, a a lot of monotony. I think the next year we've got some really excited projects that we have right now as concepts that we're working on fleshing out and seeing what that's going to look like. I think we've I think this last year we've made some really incredible connections with the gear community. I'm really excited for some of the folks who have expressed interest in being co-hosts on the show and looking forward to uh, what that's going to look like in the future um, and who all we're going to have on the show the next year. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just, I think we've gotten nowhere but uphill, not uphill, but Nowhere to What's go the, but up. Nowhere to go but up. There we go. That's the word I'm looking for. Well, so I, I'm normally really that's what you say. That's what you say when you're at your lowest. But I th- well, we think that we're only going up. We hope. Right, right. No, I think I think we've had nothing but positive progress this last year, and I, I'm just I don't know. I'm I'm at a. It's not every time that I find myself in a self reflective mood of like, okay, well, where have we? How how has this been? And found myself going, no, I think this has been great. We've been improving. We've week to week 
um, week over week growth on a regular basis or on every single week of this year has been week over week growth in our listenership and our outreach levels and our connections and networking. I mean, it's just been, it's been a wild ride and I, I really don't see this going anywhere, but more and more uh, down the road that we're headed, which I think is super exciting. And it's not often that I get to say that about projects that I'm working on. So. <laughs> oh, that's a little sad. <laughs> no, no, it, it, it's not that I'm necessarily bashing other projects I'm working on, but like, I, I really think that's the level of, this might be one of the best projects I've worked on. And I'm just so excited about that. So, yeah, likewise. Um, on that note, I think we need to keep this one short. I have um, a tremendously busy week ahead of me. Uh, so if you're in Seattle, I'll be at Barboza on Wednesday uh, with my band Sunday Crush. We're on first opening for the Paranoids and Monster Watch. Must see show. I love Monster Watch and I love both of those bands a lot. But Monster Watch is one of my favorite local live bands to see. Um, Thursday, I'll be at Connor Byrne with Sue Quigley. Uh, if you're in Nashville, Saturday, I will be in uh, Nashville at the the Five Spot uh, playing guitar with Michelle Sullivan and the All Night Boys opening for Reckless Eric. So please come out and see us at that. Uh, if you're in Nashville, I'm actually going to be in town through about uh, – I'll, I'll be there on Monday, Sunday and Monday also. So uh, hit, hit me up. And uh, keep an ear out for our episode next week. We are kicking off the new year with uh, probably, I guess we would call that just part two of our year in review, but we're kicking off with an absolute banger and I'm really excited for you all to listen to it. Yes, that I'm not looking forward to editing it, but I'm looking forward to listening to it. It's going to be rad. It's a lot of tracks. Well, that said, we're just going to keep this short and sweet. Uh, Thanks for listening. Thanks for understanding. Oh, you stole my line. I had to sometime. I mean, come on. Eventually. Thanks for listening. Thanks for understanding. This has this been, has been Andrew. Oh, this I'm has Andrew. Ah, oh, I'm Emily. <laughs> Why are you keep talking over me? Where this podcast is so over, I quit. All right, ready? <laughs> Bye. One, Bye. Two, three.